0: Hello, Daddy Gang. Before you listen to this episode, I need to make a statement. This episode was recorded last week before the Supreme Court voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. This ruling took away a woman's constitutional right to have an abortion. As a result, states have already started to fully ban or severely restrict access to legal, medically safe abortions. To put this in perspective, the highest court in the United States decided women are less than equal and incapable of making decisions about their own health and welfare. I am horrified disgusted and very sad there is so much more to say on this injustice call her daddy will always support and defend a woman's right to equality and her right to fucking choose daddy gang Please educate yourselves as we move forward and educate each other together because this conversation seriously matters. We matter and we will not accept a less than equal status. In the description, you'll see I have provided the basics, some information that will help you grasp what the fuck is happening. And I will be covering this topic at greater lengths, but knew that I needed to say something before airing this episode. I love you all, and there's more to come. What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello? Can you guys let me know if you can fucking hear me? It's Alex. I'm podcasting from bed today. I'm currently in London and I think I'm doing an Australian accent with a hint of fucking cringe. Hi guys, it's Alex. Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Daddy Gang. Okay, I have so much to update you guys on. I have not talked to you guys about what's been going on in my life for a while and so I figured let's sit down on papa's lap come on sit on papa's big fucking lap baby okay so I am currently in London as I said but we're gonna rewind I kind of have kicked off this long long travel situation and I want to bring you guys along for the ride okay so let's get into it another solo episode of call her daddy Some things work so well. it's basically magic, like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, "Wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing?" And you know what else really works, Dotty gang?" Shopify it is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at Turning browsers into buyers, I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. like if you want to grow your business daddy gang, sign up for a one per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell all lowercase that's shopify.com slash unwell all right, here we go. So a few weeks ago, I left Los Angeles, and the stress that was upon me, such first world problems. I'm aware, okay, but I'm gonna talk about it. The stress of packing. I was leaving for over a month. And for me, packing, I was freaking the fuck out because if you guys know me, my holy grail, my go-to, my uniform is sweatpants and hoodies. It's what I'm comfortable in. It's what I podcast in. It's what I go on dates into <laughs> my boyfriend's dismay. And it's just how I live my life. But something about this trip I really wanted to just be the word edgy doesn't fit the description of how I view myself. I would just say I wanted to at least put on like clothing that wasn't with an elastic waistband. A concept would be to button my pants a few times on my trip. So I wanted to try to like channel cute girl energy and feel good about myself. Right. Because all of the clothes that I buy, I never fucking wear and I always wear my sweatpants. So I was like, Alex, Alex. Let's dip into that closet. And so, daddy gang, I did not pack one, and I am saying this honestly, I did not pack one pair of sweatpants. I don't know if that sounds startling to anyone, but if you know me, it's shocking Even my boyfriend when we got here was like, babe, let's just go buy you a pair of sweats. Like he could tell I've been like a little unhinged because whenever we get back from like eating breakfast, eating lunch, eating dinner, naturally I want to put on my sweats and I have nothing to put on. So I'm just putting on the robe and the hotel slippers, which is doing fine. But like I'm someone that gets very cold often. And so I'm just trying to find my rhythm in jeans. And so the first leg of my trip was going to be to fly to New York City and to go to the Hamptons. Flights right now are absolutely getting fucked. I just feel really awful for flight attendants and everyone working right now in the airports and for the airlines like these people are working so fucking hard and I was so upset because people started screaming at the women that were like running the front desk to get to board onto the plane and I wanted to take my turkey sandwich and slap it across this man's face he's like ma'am why are you lying to us let us in the plane I wanted to be like shut your little small fucking dick and shove it up your asshole I was just so mad because I'm like these women are trying so fucking hard they're super understaffed I don't know I just felt really fucking bad and I just feel like everyone needs to be a little nicer to everyone that's working in that industry right now. It's like they went through hell during COVID of people literally threatening their lives. Like I look at like flight attendants, I get it. You're like, you know, I thought it was really fun to travel the world and help people on the planes. Now my life is at stake because these fucking psychopaths don't wanna wear a mask. Yeah, it's always fun to go back to New York, but I will say something about this trip I kind of felt like, ooh, I am thinking I'm liking my Los Angeles life and I love popping into New York, but I don't know if I would want to full, full full-time live there anymore, which is crazy for me to say because up until that point, I think my boyfriend was like, hey, babe, I know we're buying a house together, but like want to just triple check because you constantly talk about how you want to live in New York. And that is the truth. I think when I left New York, I had like really mixed emotions about it. I realize now living in L.A., like New York, you really do take pride in that living in constant fight or flight mode 24 fucking seven. And I love going for like a long weekend, but there is something really relaxing about having a backyard, you know, and, and being able to walk in grass outside of your house. So I think I'm actually really liking LA, which is good because I did just buy a house there. So that that is very good. God forbid you live somewhere you hate, which anyone that's moved to a new city, I would really say this. You got to give it a little bit of time because you don't have the understanding. And I moved there in covid. No shit. I was like, I fucking hate this place. What am I doing here? I didn't know anywhere to go. I couldn't go anywhere. I think you got to give it a little bit of time. Have no fear. If you're miserable and you've just moved somewhere, don't worry. You'll find friends. You'll find your footing. You'll find your go-to coffee places. And who knows, maybe you'll buy a dog or you'll buy a boyfriend. What? Now, has anyone ever gone to the incredible Pennsylvania? You don't need to... (laughs) I can shit on it because i'm from there, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with it I truly there's so many things I actually like do love and sure a couple times it's crossed my mind What a fucking average place to be born, but you know what? I turned out all right, right? Well, you know, so I go to pennsylvania and I saw my family which was so fun. I got to see my mom and my dad I would say it's also fun being an adult adult now and having a relationship as an adult with my parents. So I will give you guys some personal insight. My mom and I have been best, best friends for the past, I don't know, like when I'm 27, so like I would say seven years I we've been best friends. And I stop at 20 because then, no, 18, no, I would say 10 years, nope. No. My mom and I have been best friends for the last nine years of my life, taking it back to about like 18 years old once I went to college. My high school years, you know, we ebbed and flowed because once I got involved with boys, she really was just like, can you not ruin your life and please don't get pregnant? And why are you sneaking out? And Alex, why did you buy a ladder off of eBay? Dad has his credit card. You literally have a retractable ladder hanging out of your window. You fucking... You gotta do what you gotta fucking do, okay? I was the girl that was ready for college is what I always tell my mom now. I'm like, aren't you so happy I drank and I fucked in high school? So I wasn't the girl that blacked out the first night at college. She's like, no, <laughs> like, uh, no. Anyways, so my mom and I have always been so close because I think we are so, so similar and we're, we've are we always been so close except for that look, weird high school phase where I was like a psychopath and she was like just trying to help me not ruin my life. But recently- I have been feeling that transition that people have talked about, but I, I guess I didn't really understand it because I'd never gone through it, which is how your relationship with your parents change when you become an adult and how your parents have to adjust to you becoming an adult. My mom's going to be like, thanks for blowing up my shit. No. And she's been handling it so well, but I think both of my siblings live on the East Coast and I was the first one to move really far away to the West Coast and be living there and having my boyfriend now and being in a really serious relationship and buying a house. I'm doing all these big things. And you know, my career is going really well. And so I think, in a way, I'm really feeling this year has felt like, damn, I'm really like adulting in a way now that like, the first person that I go to is not my mom anymore. I I go to my boyfriend, like he's the person that if I'm Going through something, if I'm upset, if I need business advice, if I need friendship advice, if I need, you know, to just talk through something that's like weighing on me, like whatever it is, family wise, like I'm going to my boyfriend, like he's kind of my immediate now primary go to, which is what every parent hopes, right? My family loves my boyfriend. They're like, I don't know how you found this man after all the men you've dated. It's truly remarkable that you ended up with this healthy, stable, successful, sweet, intelligent man. See, that was the plan the whole time. I always knew, guys, that I was one day going to find someone healthy. Well, I, I also thought maybe I'd end up alone, but that's for another episode. But now finding my boyfriend, there's nothing hotter to me than him. And this level of this man that is such a fucking adult and is so hot and successful and thriving and is treats me like a fucking king. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know where. Oh, my mom. Right. So So my mom and I, I think, kind of had this weird moment where I kind of pulled back because I realized we're so close. If I'm going to really go all in and be an adult, I kind of need to pull away from my mom for a second so that I can actually lean in and not be going to my mom for everything still. Right. And so we kind of were like not talking as much and neither of us was saying anything. And I would say it to my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, I feel like I, I don't know what's going on with my mom and I. And he'd be like, just call her. And I'd be like, no. And so. This process had been gradual and building ever since I moved to LA. And I think there started to be this feeling of animosity. That's not even the right word, but like we just, I think both were kind of like annoyed with each other of like, well, why aren't you reaching out? Well, why aren't you reaching out? And I knew she was trying to give me space and I was happy she was giving me space. So I didn't want to call her. I now recognize I was avoiding. I was avoiding having... Any communication with my mom because I didn't know how to talk to her in a way that still felt real and authentic to the relationship we've had for the past 27 years of my life, but reflected the fact that I was becoming independent. She didn't need to run damage control in my life anymore, which means we need to establish a new relationship So this has been going on for like a couple months. And then when I went home, my dad was cooking dinner and my mom and I kind of went in the backyard on the porch and we were just talking and we both brought it up immediately because we're best friends. We're like, okay, what is going on? Why are we being so weird? And I hadn't seen her in so long. And we immediately talked it through. And it was like such a relief to get it off both of I could tell both of our chests because we both had been thinking it we missed each other but to at the end we concluded where my mom was like I know you love me like you're never not going to be my daughter but my mom was amazing and she was like I knew what was happening it's scary that you're so far away that at times like I the only way that I'm knowing what's going on in your life is is by looking at your Instagram story and that made my heart break because we used to talk not just every day but multiple times a day So we reset the boundary, we text throughout the week, we FaceTime, I'm in my family group chat way more, and she now has reset her boundaries of, she used to blow my shit up, like I would have 90 texts from my mother and it would just stress me out that I'm like, I'm not fucking answering that mom. My mom now has reeled it in, she doesn't bombard. And I feel so much fucking better now that we've gotten to this place. So I would just like to say to anyone listening, I think when you get older, you have to reset the boundaries because you technically don't need your parents anymore. It's not healthy to rely on them for anything also, right? As an adult, like you got to go out there and do your own thing. And eventually I want to create what my parents created and I want to have my own family and whatever. So. My mom is an incredible mother. And as I've gotten older, she's become more of a friend because she's like, I did my job. Like, I did all the parenting I could. Like now it's kind of like letting you go and fly and do your thing and hopefully everything I taught you sticks and you hold true to the person I think I raised. So, going home was really therapeutic. Um, you know, this is something I just thought of that also happened while I was home that I think is really interesting it is so nice to have a partner that my family likes there was multiple instances this trip where like I had to go take Henry on a walk or go feed him for dinner and I forgot a pair of running sneakers so I had to go buy sneakers and my boyfriend just stayed with my family the entire time oh hi want to hear the kicker on sunday before we left for london we were in philadelphia my boyfriend and i go to my parents house to just have like a cozy sunday and i was like i'm gonna edit the spencer pratt episode so i can't really hang out on the sunday guys and but i'm expecting my boyfriend's just gonna be downstairs watching fucking golf with my parents or whatever my brother is like oh do you guys all want to go see top top shelf i don't know i don't give a fuck about that movie top gun and my boyfriend's like yeah let's go my boyfriend, my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, all go to the fucking movies together and I stay home to edit the Spencer Pratt episode. I didn't think for a fucking second about it until this moment, actually. I'm like, oh my God maybe I'm, I, this really is telling how fucked up my past relationships were, but like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I think that's a pretty big step for at least myself. Like this is a, um, this is a milestone where like, I wasn't sweating bullets. Like I'm not kidding you in the past. If that was happening, I would have been like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to come with you guys. I'll bring my laptop. I'll sit in the back row. I'll put it on the lowest brightness setting and I'll just edit during the movie. Don't you guys worry. I'll bring my headphones like I would have been spiraling. But I didn't and, and I think that's a really cool sign and so I don't know I think anyone just gauge for yourself like are you constantly on edge any minute even if you just have to quickly go get a water bottle from a different room and you're like stressing that they're alone with your family guys everyone listening please take one thing from this podcast you shouldn't feel like you have to manage your partner in social settings or around your family that I think is a huge indicator. Like, if you cannot leave your person alone with the people, even your friends or your family or your coworkers or people you care about in your life, that's probably a sign that maybe that person isn't right for you. And vice versa, I'm actually realizing. Sure, you can be worried about what your man is going to do in front of your family. You could also in your head at times be like, what the fuck is my family going to do in front of my partner and fuck this shit up and make me look bad? And what I can say to that is if this is the right person for you, you should not be stressed about managing your family around your partner. At a certain point, I have felt in a really healthy and the right relationship. And I think this happens for everyone if you're in the correct like fit of a relationship You get to a level of comfort that you no longer are thinking about that shit with your partner. Like some relationships you're totally thinking and I've been there. You're like, oh my God, I'm taking him to a wedding and oh my God, my mom is going to dance like a freak or oh my God, my dad is going to make those awful jokes and I'm so embarrassed and I'm already thinking ahead of time of how I'm going to manage my family. Blah blah blah. But when you're in the right relationship, you get to a point where you aren't thinking and you can just be and you know that that person is with you no matter what. And anything outside of just the inner core dynamic between you and that person is not going to affect your relationship. As long as you two are good, family shit is fucking wild. So I don't know, just make sure like, are you constantly over stressing about how they're viewing you or how you're someone's viewing them? Like, that's not a great sign. Another thing to think about that I, I had posted this a while ago on social media and I want to have a conversation about posting photos with your partner on social media. Posting photos with your partner on social media. I posted a story about this. Let me try to find it. When did I post that? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm just trying to find my fucking Instagram post. I wish I didn't fucking post so much on fucking social media. This would be much easier to find. Okay. Should you post your partner on social media? I posted something about this on my story that I want to read you guys because it was a couple weeks ago. And just to give you kind of like where my head was at. Someone asked me, why don't you post with your boyfriend and stuff? He doesn't want to be in any pictures on social media, question mark. And my answer was, I post so much about my life. It's nice to have a private part that isn't open for comments and opinion. Not that I don't think you guys would be so supportive and so loving. I just think it's important with how much we all share on social media, no matter how many followers you have. I want to be so clear. Like, Sure, I'm saying like, oh, I share a lot of my life. Well, don't we kind of all? Everyone that has social media, a lot of us are posting a lot of things that normally people wouldn't know about unless we posted it, right? And so I just think you have to draw a line somewhere about what you keep for yourself and not posting my relationship I felt has been a very healthy decision for me. So let me take you back to the beginning of my relationship Because it was a little bit of a journey to get to this point. I talked about our relationship on Call Her Daddy from day one. You guys have heard about it. Before I even went on a first date with Mr. Sexy Zoo Man. Before I even met this man in person. I had already podcasted about him. But to me personally, I feel like the podcast is different than posting A photo of us on social media you cannot zoom in on that shit you can't comment on that shit it's anonymous so for the podcast because that's I guess like a form of something public I felt comfortable with talking about my relationship and I've talked to you guys kind of about like the boundaries of what I feel good talking about and what I don't really talk about but overall I was like okay I'm good with the podcast but now Instagram I felt the minute I met him and the minute our relationship progressed and I saw, I'm like, this is way different than anything I've ever had. I didn't want to post anything on social media with him. I never wanted there to be a photo of us and nor do I ever want there to be on social media. And I am aware that I would probably get more views, more likes, more downloads if I exploited my relationship and tried to monetize off of it and was couple goals and was posting all these photos because we've got some great photos but I don't give a fuck about that shit I don't care about likes I don't care about comments I don't care about engagement and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about my relationship except for me and my fucking boyfriend the point of social media is for validation and I will go toe to toe with anyone that wants to dispute that concept. It is for fucking validation. And so whether you're posting so your ex sees it, whether you're posting so your ex friend sees it or your friends see it or your colleagues see it or your co see it or your family sees it or guys see it so they give you likes and you get attention because you're feeling like shit about yourself that day or you want to prove that you're having a good summer over other people or you want to prove that you're sad that day so you get the text from the person that was an asshole to you so they apologize. Faster. Every single step of social media is to get validation and get attention. Because of how fucked up my past relationships have been, and I definitely had ulterior motives in past relationships of posting and why I was doing it, in order for me to know if this person was really the one for me, and I really actually even fucking liked this guy, I knew for myself the relationship needed to only be influenced. By my own brain and by my own opinions and by my own feelings. And I knew the minute I uploaded something, that was over. And I just, I don't know, I just feel very protective over it. And it's like, it's like when you take a selfie and people are like, oh, it's just for me. Well, if it's really for you, then why are you posting on social media? Just keep it in your camera roll and press. A heart on it and go back and look at yourself and remember that cute outfit or that, you know what I mean? And I'm not, again, I use social media. I post on it. I'm not, I'm just saying for my relationship, I just knew like this was really sacred to me and I needed to make sure why the fuck am I, why would I post him? I don't want someone to write into me and be like, this is fucked up, Alex, because I post my boyfriend. And so are you saying like I don't have a healthy relationship because I post my boyfriend? No, I'm not saying that. I would just ask people, why do you post that person? I am sitting here today saying I will never post my boyfriend on social media, ever. But when I posted this, I had some women messaging me saying, I love your confidence. But Alex, I'm a little concerned because my boyfriend doesn't post me. And I get insecure that I'm not on his page. And like, I'm like, does that mean other girls are DMing him? And it's kind of like a way for him to hide me so that he can have girls thinking he's not in a relationship and then they can blah, 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 blah. Sweetie, you're in the wrong relationship. If you need your partner to post you on their social media page in order to feel safe in a relationship, you are not in a healthy relationship. If your partner can make you feel that insecure by not posting something about you and you're left spiraling at night, being like, oh, my God, I've posted him five times this month. He hasn't he won't even post me on his fucking story. And when he does, he makes it close friends. So only our close friends can see why is he doing you're in the wrong relationship. Again, if you told college me not to post this one thing of the guy's arm to indicate to the baseball player that I was, oh, you ditched me tonight? I'm out with another fucking dick. I get it. It, You're also maybe in a different stage of your life and fuck it, post whatever the fuck you want. If you're in that stage where you're like, oh, I'm so not looking for anything serious and this is all a fucking game, baby, I played it with you and I support you. I support you and I salute you. Are you kidding me? The amount of effort and strategy that went behind some of my Instagram posts to piss off a man and it always worked. They always would slide in. Like I get that version of shit. I totally get it. If you're at a point in your life where you're like, oh, the games are just beginning. (laughs) Let the match begin and I'm gonna win Bitches, I love you. And like thrive and do your fucking toxic shit. Love it. But I'm just at a very different point in my life now because I feel like I really, I outdid myself with the games. I want to press pause on the games and just not feel on edge and just actually get to live and enjoy some health for a minute, you know? And now you could also be listening to this thinking, I actually post my fiance or my boyfriend like, every other month or every month and I can say I have a really great relationship with it and the only people that follow me are like my really close friends and I want them to see that we went to Mackenzie's wedding in Rhode Island and oh my god people can message me and be like wait oh my god how is she like I forgot her from college like holy shit you guys are so close that's so fun like if it's a way that you feel you can connect because when you're in your 20s and your 30s you can disconnect from people and you may want to still stay close and you want to kind of give it as a OG Facebook days of like I just want to up Update the people that I'm really close with? Sure. But maybe don't you think you should just text them instead? Like I I would just like to say, guys, liking someone's Instagram post is not being a good friend and reaching out. Having a FaceTime call, catching up, speaking to that person, that is a real friend. If you just like each other's posts on Instagram, all I say is just be mindful about it. That's really what it is. It's not that heavy. It's more just like be mindful about it. And to wrap it up, that's where I can say to you guys, I know my relationship. I know how I feel about my boyfriend and I know how he feels about me. Leaving the messiness of social media out of it makes it so much easier. We all know at this point, social media is bullshit. Like fully, most of it's fake. So do you really want to Put your relationship in that cesspool and be a part of that bullshit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well, it's basically Magic, like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out, or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like, if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. I was thinking about this the other day. I saw a TikTok and they were like complaining about the Kardashians and they were like, they've really set an unrealistic expectation. Like now they're getting their BBLs reversed, the whole thing. And someone was like, it's just so fucked up how they fuck with the like um, young women's like body expectations, blah, blah, blah. And I paused the video and I literally just stared at my phone and I felt like a fucking loser. But I spoke out loud and I literally just said, so stop looking at it. Stop looking at them. You are consuming. You don't see the Kardashians on the street. Stop looking at them. And I think that we almost are like giving them and I'm not talking about the Kardashians like specifically. I just saw that was one TikTok. I'm just talking about the model industry and all of it and the influencers and the photoshopping and all of it. If it is affecting your mental health so much, stop looking at it. Put your fucking phone down. Take some responsibility. I remember Mel Robbins when I had her on that was one of the best fucking episodes when it was like how to you know survive your 20s feeling so lost and and she was like who do you follow on social media are you scrolling through TikTok every single day and just looking at these women with these incredible chiseled torsos and this perfect hourglass and this beautiful hair and this beautiful skin and it's like you just feel like shit about yourself stop scrolling stop stop go read a fucking book. People are still having a hard time understanding it's fake. And so if you can't differentiate, stop fucking looking at it. I also have done this where I literally go on TikTok and I was going to wear a crop top that day and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, how does that girl's body look like that? And I'm putting on a fucking hoodie oh, Alex, what an idea. Don't fucking open TikTok that morning and put on whatever the fuck you want and walk outside. You're gonna look fucking incredible. Own it and enjoy your summer and don't be fucking stressed out about what you're wearing. Why am I stressed out? Because of what I'm seeing on social media. We're constantly blaming all these people. That's life, right? We don't agree with people's politics. We don't agree with how people treat. Hey, you don't like someone and the way they're treating you, then what do you usually do? You don't hang out with them again. If you don't like the way that your social media feed is looking because it makes you feel like shit about yourself, how about you just unfollow some people? I'm protective of myself with it and I'm protective of you guys. I've literally had experts on this show that are like, please have your listeners understand what this is doing to our brains. I don't wanna ignore the facts. I just feel like it's my fatherly duty to give you guys this reminder, especially going into summer, to just cleanse out your feed, and be mindful of how it's affecting and influencing you. Because I love you guys and I love myself and I wanna feel better. And I know seeing people comment a lot about it, I was like, wait, you allow yourself to decide what influences you. An influencer isn't an influencer if you're not fucking looking at what they're influencing towards you. Okay, that, I mean, guys, an influencer's not an influencer if they can't get access to influence you. Boom. Put that on a t-shirt. So Daddy Gang. Oh, I will say the last stress of my life. You know, I'm just keeping it super real right now. Guys, you know, I am the palest motherfucker. But yeah, so um, I need a spray tan before I go to Italy because it's just not an option to look the way I do. I look like I'm covered in sunscreen that wasn't rubbed in on the beach. So I got a spray tan a week ago in London from a girl that is not from the UK. She's from the United States. And when I found out her solution was from Malibu, I was like, um, yes, get over here. But now it's already worn off. And so I need another one before I go to Italy. Okay. This may not mean anything to you guys, but it means something to me. So I am waiting for the spray tan woman to show up. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. And I hear the knock on the door. I'm in my robe. I saunter to the door. I open the door. And I recognize this woman. I don't know where from immediately. It's like when you see your teacher in the grocery store and you're like, Mrs. McKenna, Like, ah!" why are you near the produce? Like, where is your fucking stick and your chalk? Anyways, I'm like, why do I know this person? So I just let them into my apartment. I immediately realize where I know this person from. She was on The Bachelor. And I'm standing there and I just say, I'm like, were you on The Bachelor? And she was like, yeah, I was on Matt's season, like the most recent fucking season. And shout out, I'll, I don't think she'll give a fuck, if Victoria, um, like Queen Victoria, the girl that would like to refer to herself as queen, whatever. And I'm like, wait, you spray tan? Also, wait, don't you live in the United States? Wait, why are you here? Like, What? And she was like, yeah, girl, like I'm just like doing my thing in like uh Europe this summer. And like I learned how to spray tan during COVID. And I am dumbfounded I'm like it was so out of context and then I was also like wait hold on bitch do you actually know how to fucking spray tan or like what are your credentials for spray tanning me right now and she's like imagine she's like oh just a new hobby I'm taking up for the summer like just vibing no she actually knew what she was fucking doing and she gave me a bomb fucking spray tan and she got the solution from Malibu that didn't fucking smell my boyfriend he's like I will invest I will invest in a spray tan that does not fucking smell. My boyfriend hates it so much. Anyways, so Victoria, shout the fuck out, left the UK. So I'm currently on the hunt for a new spray tan person in UK. Hit me up. By this time, I'll be fucking gone. And I'm trying to get my uh, nails done because I haven't gotten them done in 12 weeks. And I'm getting harassed on the internet where people said that I have little chody fingers and they're disgusting and I need to get a fucking manicure. Sorry, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Okay. (laughs) Alex deep breath, sweetie. You need to, I feel like I have been speaking so fast this entire episode. I'm like, and guys, let me tell you about this. And let me, I need to just take a, take a breath, maybe a sip of water. Um, but I'm going to ramp back up because I have another thing that I need to talk about. Okay. And this, this, this is a topic I feel very, very strongly about. So just bear with me this week. We're, we're cruise controlling. We're talking fast as fuck. It's summer. I'm excited. Here we go. Attention, attention. the alarm. Really I've been doing this so long. <laughs> That's a Beyonce song. I want to call my single ladies to the dance floor. Oh, oh, hit him when it hurts. Oh, oh. Listen to this. Single women come to the front of the line. You're being summoned by your father in a not creepy way. Okay. I want to have a little one-on-one talk with you right now. If you are single and you are going into this summer and you are just trying to get some dick or pussy, it can be so exhausting being single. I have really marinated in that zone for many years of my life at a time and I remember thinking to myself I just want to find a fucking partner sometimes because this shit is so fucking exhausting and what I want to do is help you guys change your mindset. I want you guys to look at dating as an opportunity for yourself not to look for a match not to find the love of your life, not to find Prince Charming because we know all those fucking Disney movies were absolutely a crock of shit and fell right into the patriarchal society that we fucking live in. I want you guys to look at it instead of trying to find a match, go into it this summer empowering yourself. You should look at dating as another activity that you're doing in your life to better yourself. It's like, hey, don't worry about the person sitting across the table from you. If you listen to this show, you are a bad fucking bitch. And I would like you to think about a strength you have. Just think about something you're good at. And when I'm talking about strengths, like someone listening to this right now will be like, I am the best fucking dater. And like, I hate right now where my career is and I feel like shit. And that's the one almost like pothole that happens on my dates when they ask me about my fucking career and I want to start sobbing at the table. No one gives a fuck. If you know like you're struggling with your job, if you can articulate that to someone, I think everyone can fucking relate at one point in your life you've struggled with the job. And vice versa, maybe you are so fucking good at your job, Daddy Gang, and you're like, um, Alex, I know. I am the worst fucking dater. I clam up all of a sudden. I don't even know what to order on a date. I'm like so fucking awkward. I I'm stumbling over myself. I'm not even being myself. I just want to cry and leave and go home. Hi. Why don't you talk about your job? Why don't you talk about the one thing that you know you like, oh, I can fucking hit this. And I'm not saying, you know, pull up the presentation you're working on at work. Maybe that would be a little bit of a snooze fest, but you know what I mean like lean into your strength. So then it builds you up. Everyone is so hard on themselves with dating. And if this many people feel this way, you have to recognize the person sitting across from you also is thinking these things about themselves. And I think that is such a good humbling moment of like, hey, sweetie, you ain't alone. Not that you need to articulate that, but I don't think that's weird if you're like, I suck at first dates. So, you know, excuse me if I do a couple weird fucking things. I'm just trying to keep it together. If you use humor, if you're a funny person and you're bad at dating, kick into gear. Now don't go to the asshole route because I've done that before where you take the humor to the point where like, they're like, do do you even want to be here? Like you seem miserable. I'm like, oh my God, no, I was just using my humor to combat the fact that I am so insecure right now and I want to go home and put my sweatpants on and I'm so, so, so unhappy with myself, but you're great. Also, I think this is another thing. I've been seeing this in my DMs recently. Everyone is getting really, really tired of the apps. It's from like post-COVID burnout. I think on COVID, on COVID, yeah, um, COVID the platform. No, that was a disease. We're talking dating apps. During COVID, we couldn't physically go on dates. And so people were really cooking it up on the apps I mean I think people were having photo shoots in the basement with their mom taking their new dating app pictures because it was like what else am I going to do people were really losing their minds and the thing that they were doing was the dating apps now we're back in the world and I think people are like get me the fuck off these things I need a different way to interact with people. I'm sick of fucking social media. Like we did it so heavy in COVID that it's like, I literally want to throw my phone in the river. Maybe I'm the only person that feels that way. I think this entire episode is me being like, social media will literally kill you. And everyone's like, honestly, I couldn't be happier on it. I'm so healthy. And like, you seem like you really need to get into fucking therapy. This could be true. And I am in therapy and every week I talk about social media, I'm spiraling. Do you want to know how many times a week I will be sitting in my room and I'll be like, oh my God, I remember that restaurant. I want that bread and that appetizer so badly. I wish I could go there. Yeah, you, you could <laughs> just call, make a reservation. Oh no, I don't want to leave my house. But like the idea of going sounds really good. Oh my God. Santa Monica beach is so fun. And like to take Henry, it would be so nice. So go. Oh no. Oh God. No, I just, I just want to look up pictures on Google of it. It's a 15 minute fucking drive from my house. I think about all these things that I want to do and then I don't do it. And it's like this summer I'm forcing myself. Do you know how many times I've driven past this one smoothie place and I have such social anxiety of just like talking to a hostess? I'm like, I've always wanted to go to this smoothie place in LA. But I don't think I can get out of my car and ask the woman for the matcha cacha because I would rather just keep looking at it when I drive past it. And maybe one day if my boyfriend's in the car, he'll get out and get it for me. I'm just trying to articulate that I encourage everyone because I'm doing it for myself and it's been something I'm working on is put yourself out there. So When you're getting out there this summer on these dates, you have to just go into it like, first of all, you're going to have so much confidence because you have nothing to lose. This is a first date. You don't owe them anything. You don't care if they don't like you or it's amazing if they do. There's the stakes are so low because all you are doing is going into it so fucking confident and ready to just build another experience in your repertoire of dating so that the next fucking date you're like oh i remember this or when you're in the fucking uber ride oh my god i feel it you are you're nervous you're overthinking All of a sudden, by the fifth Uber ride to that next fucking first date, you're like, oh, sir, can you turn up that Beyonce song? I'm about to bump back here and I'm going to sip my little nip and I'm going to get fucking ready to get litty titty at this fucking date. It starts becoming habit and it's just easier to do. So, daddy gang, you're going on these dates for you you're going to get reps in. This is a motherfucking sport, bitches. And we're about to win this shit. Okay. And you may be starting out and you're third string. Okay. And we are not third string on Caller Daddy. You're first string. But to get to first string, you need to fucking get some reps in. You got to practice a little bit. So put yourself out there. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions because as you continue to do that, all of a sudden, like I said, the Uber ride gets easier. Then all of a sudden you sit down and maybe you're like a little less confident at first. Like, what drink do I order? Oh my God. I remember you used to be like, what drink is like a cute drink to order? Shut the fuck up. Yo, you like beer? You like vodka? You like straight shots to the face? Hey, can I get a Guinness? Get Don't be insecure because what you're doing is putting yourself out there to make yourself a better version of yourself and you will get more confidence. I promise you. I got really good at dating through trial and error. I had some awful fucking dates in my life. And then all of a sudden, after like the seventh awful date in a row I went on in New York City, I was like, I have these men in front of me that are whack as fuck. But I'm great. I know my drink order. I know the topics I want to talk about. I know I have my jokes that I go to. I've got good story time. I've got good banter. I'm a good listener. Like, I was like, fuck yes, Alex. I'm focusing on my fucking strengths. And that is the word of your father this summer. You bitches, think about that strength. I'm super funny. I'm super outgoing. I can read a fucking room and I'm quiet, I'm quiet, and then I come in with the banger. Or I am such a good listener. I'm a very sincere person and people always come to me for advice. Whatever it is, use that strength and translate it into the date. And I know it's weird because they're a random fucking human, but exactly they're a random fucking human that if it doesn't work out you don't have to see them again but what you know is you are about to fucking level yourself up from that experience daddy gang you are going to conquer the summer I love you guys so much there is not an episode next week I'm going to be in Italy I will just don't worry I'll give you guys all the updates when I'm back but then there will be an episode the next week after that so technically I will see you motherfuckers in two weeks. Goodbye.